Welcome to episode six of When Life Gives You Lemons, Go Vegan. This podcast seeks to celebrate and share people's incredible stories of recovery after making the transition to a low-fat, whole-food, vegan lifestyle. I'm your host, Corinne Nidja, and my life was personally transformed beyond recognition when I adopted this way of living after reaching breaking point in 2008 when I was left numb from the waist down with multiple sclerosis. At the time, I was obese and living with chronic pain from fibromyalgia, and my symptoms had progressively worsened since my diagnosis in 2004. After adopting this way of eating, I lost over 35 kilograms and am now living pain and symptom-free. I am incredibly passionate about supporting other people to adopt a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based lifestyle and to see for themselves that food truly can be medicine. In 2004, I thought there was no hope left for me. The aim of this podcast is to spread a new message of hope to those that might think there is no hope left. This week's episode is with Beth Erickson, who discovered the benefits of eating a low-fat, whole-food, vegan diet after her husband had a heart attack several years ago. The two of them have been living on a low-fat, whole-food, vegan diet ever since, and her husband is now able to cycle long distances and feels able to perform at a physical level beyond what he'd ever expected for his age. Since his family made the shift to a plant-based diet, they are living symptom-free and are now enjoying life and sharing their message with the world. I hope you enjoy episode six. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming along. My pleasure. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I am Beth Ann Erickson and longtime McDougaller um, website, filbertpublishing.com, plantbasedchefs.com. I keep very busy. Uh, own a publishing company, been McDougaling for since 2002. Wow. That is, you're an early, early adopter. Apparently. Man, very early. Actually, I think he wrote his first book like in the 1980s and I purchased it back when it was new and I was just a baby, of course. And um, so we kind of played with it. And so when my husband actually had his heart attack, I remembered this book I had read way back in the, you know, the cold ages, the whatever you call them. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of, I'm getting ahead of myself, aren't I? I have a podcast too, and I just chatter, chatter, chatter. Do you consider yourself a McDougaler? No, I don't. I, I like I do follow his basically his diet, but I I didn't start with McDougal, so nor did I. I just I'm just a fan. I'm just a long term fan, <laughs> but I didn't follow. I've got one of his books, and I like his work, but I um I love his work, but I that's not where I started. Yeah. We kind of started with the Ornish plan, then we went to McDougal, and then we now we're kind of back somewhat with the more Ornishy. Basically, it's my fault, as as I mentioned earlier when we were chit chatting, that um, I, I had a cancer diagnosis that kind of makes McDougaling all the time very difficult, and so I occasionally have to have some something just to slow down my digestive system. The first question is just to tell me your story about your husband's heart attack and your journey with a whole food plant-based diet. Maury's family has got a terrible um, family history of heart disease. I, at the time, I don't believe any of them really lived over age 55. They would just all die of heart attacks. And we thought we were doing just fine. And then one day, boom, he had his. I can't remember how old he was at the time, but it was in 2002 and 100% blockage of the right coronary artery. And in talking to the local physicians, got home and it was, I mean, he had this bag of pills that, that were going to like presumably keep him alive. And 
they had the worst side effects. And so I started looking for alternatives that we could do. And that's how I kind of found, went back to the Ornish stuff and some of the McDougal information. And we decided that we would adopt that lifestyle. And it was amazing because within a few days, um, I remember he collapsed in the bathroom. He was like, oh my God, you know, and he's not working, he's going to die. Called the ambulance and turned out he had no blood pressure because the diet worked so well at lowering his blood pressure, he was overdosing on his blood pressure meds. And so they had to take him off all of his blood pressure meds. Blood pressure went back to normal. But this this diet is exceedingly wonderful and powerful for things like blood pressure, heart disease. Um, like I said, 2002 was his heart attack. He had ever in uh, where we live, people have heart attacks go to classes called cardiac rehab classes. He is the only person in his cardiac rehab class who has not had a second event or died. He just keeps on chugging away. I mean, whole food plant base. I mean, it totally rocks. Before, what was he, your husband and your diet like before his heart attack? I'd have to say standard American diet. We were, I, I, when it comes to animal products, I'm a pretty awful cook. And so we just ate out all the time. I have since, by the way, become a certified vegan chef. And I totally rock cooking that stuff. You can do so much more with plant-based cooking than you can with the other stuff. Uh, for starters, when you when I, I make this see the cute these huge soups and stuff, they get better the second day. Remember, I don't know when you make soup with meat the next day is like ew, you know it, it gets this weird kind of wonky taste. Mm-mm, not with vegan cooking. Vegan cooking it just keeps the the flavors just. I, I make this pesto stuff. The first day is like ooh good. Second day holy cow. Third day you know, it's amazing. <laughs> I'll have to get the recipe. It sounds delicious. It is. And his whole food plant is made with tofu and garlic and pesto and spinach. And so we went to um, two weeks down in, the, in Tennessee, uh, Tennessee, United States, Seventh-day Adventist vegan chef class. All we did for two weeks was cook. It was amazing. Is that where you did your training? Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere amongst all these people wearing dresses and long hair and buns. How long before your husband's heart attack did you begin to adopt McDougal whole food plant-based? And then how long till you, until you noticed results? Uh, he had the heart attack 2002. And because we live in the middle of nowhere, they had to take him by helicopter to where he, the hospital was. And Peter, my son, and I drove. It took an hour to get there. And he had the stent put in. He's got some chicken wire in his in his heart and his coronary, right coronary artery. We left him at the hospital to come home. That night, I grabbed the books and we threw away everything that wasn't compliant. So it was immediate. He had the heart attack the next day. We were whole food plant-based, boom, done. And within, he got home and I would say within a week, he was on his way to the emergency room again without blood pressure, which is really something because after a heart attack, you go to the doctor a lot, you know, double checking this, that, and the other, getting all the meds balanced and everything. I had no idea we were screwing up his medicine like that. I, I honestly did not think it was quite that powerful. So how long did it take before the blood pressure dropped? Less than a week. Less than a week. And it was funny because the doctors didn't believe we could do this. And so they were very hesitant to t- even reduce the dosage. But finally, one of them was like, well, dude doesn't have blood pressure. <laughs> He's... <laughs> yeah. 
But that this goes back to my, my mantra on all this, trust the diet works, but verify, work with your physicians. And, and so my husband made a deal with our family doctor saying, I will come in once every three months and we will double check my cholesterol. We'll double check my blood pressure. And if it goes up, I will go back on the medicine. And so that's what we did for the first few years. He went in every three months and then the doctor's like, well, you kind of been sticking with it. So we'll do it every six months. And then it was every year. And now, you know, it was 15 years later. I mean, he just goes in for his regular checks. He does have to see his cardiologist and have stress tests, which is really amazing because uh, I hope, I don't think he'll be upset, but he turned 60 years old and he is out running and he is out doing all of the guys he works with who are like in their twenties and thirties. I kid you not. This dude is like the energizer bunny. He's got better cholesterol in all of them. He has better stamina. We love the lifestyle. It is so worth it. People say, well, you're, how can you give up meat? Well, that's irrelevant because you're giving, you're getting back your whole life. You're getting back your vitality and your youth and you're feeling good. And plus that the food is better. I mean, seriously, the food is better than anything. That was one thing we decided early on. We would have a freaky, freaky food Friday. Every Friday we'd eat something freaky that we'd never tried before. Like the time, you know, Hey, we found this weird thing called a jicama with a jicama, but yeah, these weird, it's like a, if a potato and an apple had a baby, it's amazing. I think I've seen it. I think I've seen it. That it's brown and white. Yes. It's amazing if you get a good one of them. And so we, 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 we do things like that and make it fun. Or I try a new recipe, we do a thumbs up or a thumbs down and, and like and so we always said, if if we have to give something up, we're going to replace it with something better. And it was so easy to find something better. You know, okay, we're not having, we're not going to do hamburgers anymore. Well, let's try this. And so we'd try it and be like, oh, this is amazing. So it's, a, it's all in the matter, all in the way you frame it and how you're going to approach it for us. So if you were going to list all of the positive benefits that you found on a whole food plant-based diet, what would they be? Oh, I, I could never even begin to list all of them. <laughs> just do your best. On a very selfish level, just talking about me as opposed to global warming and things like that, it, it, it's that ability to be out with my nieces and keep up with them. They're uh, third grade, eight and five, five and eight years old. Saturday is a good example of it. We spent the entire morning running around the country, just just walking and looking at the cows and the foliage. We, had, we were in the middle of fall and it's gorgeous outside. Got home, popped some food in our mouth, hit the bike trail. And we spent all afternoon on our bikes doing the same thing, just going up and, you know, you, you can't just do that. I could never do that before I was vegan. I didn't have that kind of energy. I didn't have that kind of stamina. Like I said before, my, my husband's in his 60s now. He's right there, right beside us. He's like the Energizer Bunny. He just keeps going and going and going. And the girls have no idea that Maury and I are that much older than my sister and her husband. It's crazy. And she's 16 years younger than me. I've had people mistake me for her younger sister and it's like well, she she's not real she's not real thrilled about that but I think it's kind of cool and I probably can't let her watch I can't probably let her listen to this now because she'd be like that everything about this 
food plan is incredible because I can I can walk past a herd of cows, which I get to do a fair amount because I live in the middle of farm country, and I can think, wow, I don't have a hand in that. I walk past turkey bars with tens of thousands of turkeys in them and think, wow, I'm not contributing to that either. I mean, those poor birds are looking out the windows, looking so sad. And I can look at these huge mountains of turkey poop. And no, I don't have a hand in that. Mountains, I'm not, I'm not joking. We have mountains of turkey poo. We are, I live in the turkey capital of the world. Seriously. Does it stink? Well, indeed it does. Especially like in the winter. Like I said, it gets like 80 below and they just keep piling it out and piling and piling and these huge. Gross. It really is. And then that poo, it rains and the poo goes into the rivers and streams and we get more algae. And I think the weirdest, the weirdest thing though, when people are like, oh, we wouldn't have enough. Uh, you'd have to get more farmland if y'all turned vegan. Not realizing that almost all of the crops around here go to feed animals. You know, come on, people. Use your <laughs> noggin. I know. Oh, it's really tough. It's really tough watching the animals and the land, you know, that are, because that's a whole different, I think, especially when you go plant-based for your health and then you get like a little sliver into the window of why it's important. And then you realize that it's important for the animals. And then you realize that it's important for the future of the planet. And it was definitely a, a slow burn for me. And then, and then some days that, you know, you just wish that you could forget everything that you've <laughs> I, and then the, of course then there's the whole wow grocery bills sure do go down when you're plant-based have you noticed that i mean we can get huge bags of potatoes for a couple bucks it's pretty expensive for food here i must admit our food is really expensive but still like i bet your meat is more yeah it's still compared to um the other way of eating it's a lot cheaper it really is and i don't know where people get the idea that oh it's just so expensive i could never go plant-based what the heck are you eating <laughs> gourmet vegan that's really you know raw desserts and <laughs> oh see we don't do that i don't do the nut stuff because of the heart yeah no me neither but i think that's what the the expensive stuff is the packaged processed vegan gourmet things you know they're expensive but if you're having a whole food plant base then rice and beans and potatoes they're cheap there you go so what would be the biggest struggles you had in the beginning making the transition i think a lot of people just find this so overwhelming was there anything that you that you really found hard in the beginning absolutely nothing seriously after his heart attack we just, we threw away everything. I mean, I was brutal. Trash can, boom, gone. The, the trick was to not have any options. It was that or do or die, period. I always told people, step one, get the crap scared out of you. Step two, do it. That said, I mentioned earlier that uh, I have been, a little, it has been harder now because after 10 years of McDougaling strongly, huge boundaries, absolutely nothing. I mean, I was, we were invited to be star McDougalers. I was diagnosed with colon cancer, had two thirds of my colon removed. And I, it is a struggle. I had to do the whole food plant-based diet a little differently because I, my body just can't do fiber like it used to. 
that's where I had struggles was 10 years later dealing with that, trying to figure out how to do the whole food plant-based diet with my new body, which is why it's good to trust but verify that the diet is working because a lot of McDougalers sadly believe that they're disease proof. And it's fine to believe that. Go ahead. Just verify it. Talk to your family doc. Get, you know, do do the tests. You know, I, I'm alive today due to preventative screening, period. I went in, I turned 50. They said, you need to do your colonoscopy. And I was like, don't need to. I'm a, I'm a McDougaler. I'm good to go. And the doctor's like, cool. Glad to hear it. It's kicking ass on the heart disease. But that's, you know, if you do it, you're, you're off the hook for 10 more years. And I don't know why, but I did it. It saved my life because I would have been inoperable in two years, dead in five. And instead of talking today, I would be literally planning my funeral. And because I went in with preventative screening, they got the cancer out of me. They've been monitoring me. It's been terrible. I hate being monitored, but I follow instructions and it saved my life. Mm. Just for anyone to interrupt, for anyone who doesn't know what a McDougal is. <laughs> a Mc... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, no, that's okay. Um, Dr. McDougal, he is one of the pioneers of a whole food plant-based diet. Um, he wrote a book called The Starch Solution. He also wrote many, many other books and he has a huge following over in the US um, for the benefits of a whole food, low-fat whole food plant-based diet, high in starches, for the reversal of things such as heart disease um, and type 2 diabetes and that, thought, that sort of thing. So look him up. But yes, what Beth's saying is so important for me as well. People think that, you know, when you're on this, a lot of people think that, you know, you need to be in one camp or the other. You know, you need to believe only in the benefits, the miraculous benefits of plants at the exclusion of Western medicine and other medicines. And me personally, I believe why not combine the two and go see your GP if you have concerns, if you have, you know, if I have any concerns, I see my doctor and then I trust him or myself who, who can best manage the situation. And if I think that diet can, or if I think his treatment plan can, then just use your own in, in, intelligence. And as Beth did here, this using her own intelligence and listening to her doctor saved her life and has, is a reason why she's here talking to us today, which is awesome. So trust yourself. But as Beth said, trust yourself but verify it with your GP or your family doctor. There's no harm in finding, having a second, I believe second, third, fourth opinions. <laughs> you know, like you can never have too many Absolutely. people telling you, looking after you. Well, it's amazing because I don't think that there was anybody happier that they caught my cancer earlier early than my oncologist. They were so thrilled. And the oncology nurses, they were, they were almost dancing when all the numbers were coming in and they found out that it hadn't spread yet. And it wasn't in any of my lymph nodes. And th they, they are not, they have so much work. They're not look, you know, we just want more customers. That's not the case at all. They, they were incredible and they continue to be incredible. And I am pleased that the, I am that I have this medical team and I'm pleased that they caught the cancer early enough that I can graduate out of there next year. If it doesn't come back, it's like, yay, I have uh, one more blood test and then my, all my yearly stuff 
And if I pass that CAT scan, I'm done. That is so good. I I will. I can't wait to, you have to message me when you get your graduate certificate. <laughs> oh, I know. I'll be ringing the bell that day because people always ring the bell when they leave when it's when they don't have to come back. Some people ring the bell because they don't have to come back because they're like going to die. But I I get to ring the bell for happy reasons. People often, you know, when you when you hear someone has had cancer when they're living on a whole food plant based diet, and you may have heard, you know, whole food plant based. You know, it's a miraculous cure for all things and we just turn into immortal beings and ether- ethereal wonderland that we fly off into. There are so many toxins and so many factors in disease and I personally believe that this diet doesn't make you immortal. It doesn't. No one can make us immortal. We're humans and the planet wants to get rid of us. You know, like there's a lot of us, there's a lot of us <laughs> and we're not doing that many good things to the planet at the moment. <laughs> so I, I I think that, you know, we have to acknowledge that diseases can still happen to us, whether you're whole food, plant-based or not. And it depends. Like there's a whole, a lot of us spent years creating disease in our bodies before we found this lifestyle. So it's a bit ridiculous to think that, you know, eating it for 10 years or for two years is going to mean that we never get anything and we just die peacefully in our sleep at the age of 170. After having gone for a bike ride. <laughs> After, you know, we just went for a bike ride and then we, you know, we were laughing too much from how great we feel. <laughs> we just... It was the bugs in our teeth. <laughs> that protein did us in. <laughs> yeah, so I just want to say that I, I, I'm sure Beth can attest to this, this diet can make you feel incredible but it does not yes it does not make you immortal and it's incredibly healthy it is incredibly i mean look what it did for my husband and his heart disease it actually does really kick butt on heart disease i i cannot be like i said he's in his 60s he's already surpassed all his relatives you know his longevity wise he doesn't just ride bike. He kicks butt on that bike trail. He outdid the eight-year-old. Seriously. She got tired. She had to like stop. And he was like, Ping, right past her. Kid you not. I love hearing these stories, especially because heart disease is like in the top three killers in the States and in Australia. I think that the that num- the, the third one is doctors, treatments, hospitals. <laughs> is that is that not right? No doubt. No doubt. I mean, I had a good, I had a good experience with my, with my cancer, but they, there were some bad mistakes that were made that had nothing to do with diet, but it, it yeah. Doctor, I'm, I'm not putting them on a pedestal. They made. I know. I know you're not. It, it wasn't all perfect. And I mean, it was, a. I was going to swear, but it was, it was hard. It was awful. I mean, I, they sliced me in half and it was, yeah, not so cool, but I'm alive. And that's what I concentrate on. And I'm not planning my funeral. I kid you not. No, five years I would have been gone and I'm at year four. So, yeah. The last question would be describe your life to us now. Um, and you can talk about, you know, your career or your, your, your publishing company, your, your work that you're doing, whatever it is. Uh, we would all love to hear. The listeners would love to hear. And I will post the links to your work and your business and those things in the show notes so promote yourself tell us how your life is now and after the cancer I decided that I wanted to live life on my own terms up until then I was always 
following market trends instead of following my heart trend. And so what I have done and endeavored since the cancer is I want to help authors who want to write compassionate works. It, my, my company is Filbert, F-I-L-B-E-R-T, like the nut, publishing.com. We are a traditional publishing company. This is a lot harder than I had anticipated it would be because there aren't that many vegan authors anymore who want to release their message to the world. I think that we need a lot of, for example, I write romance novels under the name B.A. Erickson. There are not many sympathetic vegan characters in literature who just are normal people who happen to be vegan. And so I'm writing a series now where my main character, she's a vegan. And I was researching this, buying novels that had vegan characters, and they were all like this stupid preachy shit that I, I just, I, I didn't like it because we're people. That's just, that's it. And why can't we be portrayed as people instead of these, you know, granola crunching or crazy preachy or shrieking this, that, or the other. And so that's what I'm personally working on. And um, every now and then I hear from someone who is a vegan, compassionate person who would like a little either help publishing or have me publish or there are so many publishing scams out. So I try to point people in the right direction. And that's kind of what I have been focusing on because there's a, there is a market out there for people who just want a good romance novel. That's not full of crappy meat and, you know, freaky characters, just some real life. My, my books take place in small town, Minnesota and, Believe it or not, there's vegans out here, and why not, why not portray them as human? So that's kind of been a pet project of mine after the cancer, and um, and of course I I still have PlantBasedChefs.com, where I go out and I teach people how to cook whole food plant based locally, which is always really fun because you get these older farm ladies or just they can't believe you can make a meatloaf without meat and you can make stick to your ribs foods without you know all the oil and the fat and the and a lot of people just can't believe that you can actually lose weight without suffering you know to look at it as an adventure is amazing you know and why can't we why can't we continue doing that i um created a because i'm always in a hurry i created a a, a mix and I have like a whole bunch of like, I think like 50 recipes just for the cookies and cake and all sorts of stuff. And then uh, single servings as well, like one muffin or one cookie or one biscuit. or And that has been a very fun project that I just help these people locally make this mix. And then when you're in a hurry, whip up a pancake, takes two ingredients, boom, boom, done. Camp, you know, and so, yeah. So those, those have been my predominant projects. Um, been a little sad that there aren't all that many writers who want to write about these issues. And I figure somewhere along the line. That is awesome. So plantbasedchef.com, but I guess that's for Australia. That's not going to be that useful. But I mean, in the States, people listening in the States and across the world, they can find you and your website has recipes, I guess. Yep. Videos, recipes, books. Awesome. So plantbasedchef.com. And so lastly, before we finish off, what would be your three biggest tips for listeners considering or readers considering taking on this lifestyle? 
if you have health issues, follow the plan to the letter. The, the better you stick to it, the faster their results will come. Secondly, trust but verify. And lastly, have fun with it. This is your life. It is the funnest thing you will ever do. Swear to God. If you just jump into it and decide, I'm going to have fun with this. It's amazing. You're going to feel amazing. You're going to feel empowered. I remember when I started really, like when I was in the midst of really losing weight, to come to a new season with all my clothes being just way too loose. Yeah, there, there's really no better feeling. There's not. Well, that's all I have to ask you. I just thank you so much. It's been so lovely to meet you and hear your story. And I, I love that you would still talk to me, even though I didn't have a perfect experience with the whole food plant-based lifestyle, because they do make it sound like a magic bullet and it's not, but it's still worth it. I always say if I got MS, like if my MS came back tomorrow, I haven't had it touch, touch whatever this is, wood timber veneer. If it came back tomorrow, I would still do this. That's how I felt about the cancer. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show, for agreeing to be in the book, for sharing your story. And it's so nice to see someone who who acknowledges the amazing benefits of a whole food plant-based diet, but also, as you say, you know, verify, trust, but verify. And I think that that's a message that lots of people need to hear and will help them feel more calm about taking this path because they know that they can have the support of their doctor as well as trying out this diet. Absolutely. And every time I go to the doctor, they're always amazed. It's so fun to watch their face. They're like, wow, you're not on any meds? None. I mean, seriously. Do it. Then they're just thrilled for me and they're thrilled for my husband and they're thrilled for my son and it's worth it. And it's, and no, your doctor won't push meds on you. They don't, if you don't need them, they don't push them on you. That's so good. That's so good. Thank you so much for sharing your story and taking the time. And it's been lovely to meet you and your cats. My little Lena. Have a wonderful night. And I will be looking forward to sharing this podcast with as many people as possible. As soon as it's ready, probably in two weeks time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Beth, for taking the time to share your story with us today. Thanks so much for listening. Next week we have on the podcast New Zealand-based GP Dr. Mark Craig to talk about his experience as a low-fat whole food vegan practitioner. See you next week.